0: Hello, listeners. This is your GM, Fiona L. F. Kelly. I want to give a content warning that this episode does include both pet death and firearms. If either of those things seem like something you don't want to engage with right now, feel free to navigate away from this episode. Happy listening. So, um, Sylvester and Raven, you were arrested and put into the back <laughs> of the car because your plan to be zombies unfortunately did not work.
1: Because Fiona's a bad DM who fucking doesn't let us do anything. True. Oh
2: my god. <laughs> it sounds like the right move.
3: I think we roleplayed it well, but you know.
4: I wish I was more surprised. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs>
1: It was also Vester's idea, TBH. <laughs> Don't let him lie to you. But uh, when you
0: were put in the back of the car, um, you were, you know, restrained and uh, actually blindfolded, so you aren't exactly sure uh, where you ended up. But um, when both of your blindfolds are taken off, you know, after the car ride, after you're walked through somewhere, you're not sure where, um, you find yourselves in a room. It looks almost like an interrogation room, like you would see it at like a police station or something. Um but there's something like oddly clinical about it. It's like, you know, all white walls, a uh, cold metal table. Um you're sitting in metal chairs where your handcuffs are like attached, so uh you can't get up unless you would try to figure something out to do that. And uh sitting across from you are the agents that you uh that arrested you in their trench coats and uh, and suits. Um, they are looking at the two of you, um, and there's something sort of evil and sinister about how they're looking at you.
1: What do you do? Well, I mean, a cab. So, uh, I I we're sitting next to each other within mm-hmm. earshot. May yes. I assume? Yeah. Cool. I lean slightly over to Sylvester and I say. Okay, I'm used to this. Don't tell them anything. Huh? They didn't read us the Miranda rights, so technically we can't be arrested for anything.
3: I'm pretty sure that's not true.
1: No, no, no. Trust me. Trust me. I watched Cops. All- Wait, was Cops a show in the 80s? I don't think so. I don't think it came out until the 90s. Yeah, probably not. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, uh, I wa- i wa- was Moria's show in the '80s. What the fuck did they watch on the TCSA? Cops out. came out. Cops came out in
4: 1989. I think that that might be Fuckin after
1: when this is. I think we were in mm-hmm. the mid '80s. It could have been 60 Minutes. I watch 60 Minutes all the time, and they talk about it constantly on there. It's—it's all about the Miranda rights.
3: Why are you watching 60 Minutes? You know what? Never mind. I'm—I just okay, cool. It's just. I won't say things? Why are we... Okay, yeah, I won't say things.
1: You just said like five things. That's okay, though.
3: And then I'll sit back
1: in my chair and stare at the cops like a cool guy. Okay.
3: Sylvester is just very confused, and you just see pure puzzle just on his face. This He's very Confucian now.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, the man on the right leans... Forward towards you and uh he says well i'm sure that you're curious but neither one of you are getting out of here
1: i'm just sitting and staring at him because <laughs> you, <laughs> you, get- uh, yeah, 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 you didn't read your, your Miranda. <laughs> yeah he didn't writes. read me my miranda rights he can't fucking arrest me yeah
0: it doesn't count it doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count that's right cops hate this one weird trick <laughs>
3: After hearing that, Sylvester doesn't say anything, but you see his face get very sour and scared and sad, like all at the same time. And he just has like pure wrinkle mouth. Um, (laughs) And he is just like, (laughs) just looking like he's about to burst into tears at any moment.
5: Oh,
0: that hurts my heart. Um, Okay. So um, he like looks between the two of you and laughs. And uh, he says, do you really think that this is a real police station, that we're just cops, and you'll get to go home?
1: That's what a cop would say. Is it? That's exactly, (laughs) exactly what a cop would say. Trust me, buddy, I've been around the block a couple of times, and I know every dumb trick in your little 60 Minutes book, so you can try whatever you want to, but we don't have to tell you anything.
0: He sits back and says, all right, then. And he and the other guy get up and leave the room. You two are alone for a minute. Is there anything you want to say? Anything you want to do?
1: That was so good. That was so good. Like, you looked so upset. Like, they totally bought it. It's like, so you know, like, good cop, bad cop, when, like, one cop is good and one cop is bad? We're doing, like, it's like a good a good
3: convict, bad convict thing. No, this isn't a bit. I... Yeah i'm just really scared i think i really just like couldn't speak there like at first she told me not to speak but then i couldn't speak because i was just so scared and i didn't know what to say and so now it's like hey
1: hey hey no 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 sylvester will be fine they didn't read us our miranda rights our parents well our parents don't actually know where we are because we didn't yeah but like they can't keep us here it's like against the why are you talking about miranda rights i don't think they're cops they said they're not cops oh my god yeah they'll say whatever they need to in order to get us to confess to a crime which like we did totally i not don't commit, think so i don't good. think cops uh,
3: typically make it a habit to tell you they're not cops
1: Okay, well, if you know everything about Miranda rights and cops and getting arrested and everything, then why don't you- I don't know any anything
3: case? about Miranda rights.
1: You're the one talking- to- Why are we talking about Miranda rights? I don't know. What do we do? I'm kind of panicking now. Right you're now. panicking? At this point, like, Raven is also burst into tears. The door to the room <laughs> opens, and in walks Ricky Q. Okay, I think this is another one of their tricks- They're bringing somebody in that we recognize in order to shake us into saying something, so don't say anything. He sits across from the two of you,
0: sort of like in the middle, across the table. And he takes a look at Raven. Raven, out of curiosity, what is your brain's score?
1: Oh, what an ominous question that you've asked me. Uh, It's a big, fat eight. Okay.
0: He looks at you, and he starts to look... um, deep into your eyes and you start to feel yourself being pulled back into a a memory. I will let you try to get out of it if you would like.
1: No, I don't think so. This is way more interesting. Okay. Um, so he
0: pulls you back into a memory. It is, um, I believe this is the incident with your cat. The thing that changed who you are as a person. Would you like to tell us what this memory
1: is? Uh, Yeah, so it's sometime probably, what grade am I in? I'm a junior, I think I said. So it's probably like about four years ago, like the summer between middle school and high school. Um, And it's just sort of like a normal ass day. I think Babe and I have probably drifted apart a little bit at this point. So Raven's probably playing by herself in the front yard. I don't know, like playing pretend or something like she found a broom handle in the garage and is like swinging it around like a sword or some dumb shit like that that kids do. Um, And uh, she thinks to herself that she's hungry and wants to go inside for a snack. And so she runs to the front door and opens it and a little black cat runs out um, and it's their family cat. Did we come up with a name for that? I can't remember, Caitlin. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, the cat's name is going to be Ebony because that was the name of my childhood cat. And I'm going to traumatize myself. <laughs> I right know. I was know. like, why would you
0: make it the name <laughs> oh, of really crazy. your
1: cat? <laughs> I know. I literally was like a uh, uh, cat description. Black cat. That's my first cat. Oh, shit. Ebony. That's a- Anyways, uh, a, little, a little black cat. Uh, our little childhood cat, Ebony, runs out and uh, kind of scoots past Raven um, and we see from like a zoomed out perspective, I guess it's from her perspective, it's her memory, um, the cat kind of darts out into the lawn and Raven lets the door kind of linger open behind her and we hear like a shout from the inside from probably her mom uh, yelling at her to get the cat back inside. So Raven goes running after him and uh, Ebony runs towards like the the median in between the sidewalk and the road and Raven runs after him and then he keeps going and she keeps going. Uh, And then there's a screech of tires uh, and a thud. Um, And then the next piece of the memory that we probably remember is uh, Raven, who had not been hit by the car, um, but kind of tripped over herself in shock when she saw what was happening, um, picking herself up off the ground. And uh, I mean, to, to spare the details, you just see like a little, A little black body lying on the ground in the middle of the street. Um, And then, you know, flashes forward of memories over the next 24 hours of her mom. I mean, in the next few minutes, running outside and and screaming at her and saying, why did you do that? Why did you chase the cat out there? You killed the cat. You killed Ebony. Um, Raven just being inconsolable over the next Couple of months withdrawing more and more, you know, cutting herself off from Wally and her other friends, and the slow descent into kind of what she turned into today.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, you see the sort of finalization of that, and then you find yourself again in the garage, swinging the broom around as if it's a sword. And you go to open the door, the cat runs out again. The memories repeat themselves. Um, You feel yourself sort of getting lost in it as if you're like not sure how much time is actually passing. Like you feel so much like you're actually there. Um, And then as soon as you see for you've lost count of how many times, um, you know, Ebony being hit by the car once again, you're pulled back into the room and it's sort of a disorienting sensation.
1: I imagine she'd come back and she is she's actively in tears.
0: Yeah. Um from Sylvester's perspective, it seemed like a staring contest. It, it only seemed to like last like, you know, it didn't really feel that long, um less than a minute, just the two of them staring at each other and staring and then tears starting to fall down Raven's face as she gets more and more upset. And then it's like she snaps out of it, but she's still like very uh, very upset, hysterical.
3: Um, Sylvester is just progressively, I think, watching this and just kind of... I think at, at a certain point he'll go, am I still supposed to say nothing to Raven? As she's just kind of staring and getting no response will just be... Uh, just... <laughs> really kind of worried um, and just literally looks like (laughs) literally just looks like he's like in in the sunken place (laughs) oh no um, it's very sad Uh, just like kind of watching and just Raven because like Raven obviously always has something to say and just having nothing to say at this moment I think is just really catching Sylvester off guard Um, and Sylvester is crying
0: Okay. He uh the Ricky Q when um Raven snaps out of it and is crying and Sylvester is also very upset, uh, turns around and like an interrogation room, this has a two-way mirror that's like sort of reflecting the two of you back at one another, and he pulls a marker out of his pocket and on the mirror in large letters he writes out break. And on that note, we are going to switch over to the other group. God,
1: Ricky Q's a fucking asshole. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the other group, who is also with Ricky Q.
3: He's in multiple places.
0: And uh, you all are driving along. Um, I believe that you went to the, uh, to the uh, train tracks where you were supposed to meet. Um, And you've also sort of started to speculate that the graffiti symbols that you have been um, finding around town is a map of some sorts. Um, You've sort of noticed some similarities with how the town is laid out and like um, the graffiti symbols that have been um, appearing um, all around town in random places. Um, And also, because we're getting into the end game here, I am going to share all of your assets for Ricky Q. Since we are back ah. to Ricky Q, I'm going to um put those in the chat right now.
1: Ricky Q got those mad assets.
0: And uh, for the audience, I will read off what they are.
2: Oh, God, babe is going to holler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, So for Wally... Um Your two assets are in love with the character, Raven, and only oh communicate and only communicates through writing uh for Raven, your assets are able to bring up painful and vivid memories and scared of middle aged men, especially in suits uh for babe, your assets are very intelligent d twenty brains and able to telepathically send messages. Uh, For Corianne, your assets are able to change physical appearance and gentle and less provoked. And for Sylvester, able to control technology telepathically and completely trust a character, Corianne. Um, So for the audience and also for you guys, uh, these are different aspects of Ricky Q that you can control. So like um, Caitlin and Annie, when we were all the bride, we had... You know, we had this collective control of this character as we went. Um, it's sort of the same concept. If we were playing in a physical space, which we totally are, um, these would be on note cards. And people can suggest, because you can all see these, you know, aspects that the other one controls. Um, people can suggest that a player uses a particular aspect, but ultimately it's up to the player who possesses them to uh, decide to activate it and narrate it. Um, Mm. And you'll also notice that a couple of these are powers. Ricky Q has uh, seven psychic points at this juncture. Okay. That was a lot to say. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so you all uh, find yourselves there. Um, you did not meet up with, uh, with Raven and Sylvester, as you had suspected. Um,
2: what do you do? Okay, so what's the likelihood that, that Raven and Sylvester got arrested?
0: Um, I believe that you all in your, um, radio thing had heard them getting arrested. So I will say, like, out of character, you are very confident unless you are you know wanting to believe that this was some sort of um, some sort of message like that was like corrupted in some way or from someone who like you know is trying to trick you that they may have been uh, arrested I don't know why words don't want
6: to come out of my mouth
4: (laughs) no it's okay (laughs) I yeah I'm sorry
6: (laughs) Hmm. you've thrown us for a loop with Ricky Q yeah. I think Babe is white-knuckling the steering wheel, and she, like, looks at Wally and just goes, I mean, I don't really trust the radio, but on any day I would say it'd be like, you know, near 100 on Raven getting arrested. What kind of question is that?
2: Well, we have to... We have to think if, if they got arrested, I don't think these are regular cops, so they're not going to be at, like, a police station. But we have to figure out where. Uh, I think I shove the notepad and pen towards Ricky, and he's like, Do you have any ideas of wherever you've been at or where they could be?
0: Um, he is going to, um, look kind of nervous. Um... But you, you, sorry, you said you were handing him a notepad? Yeah. Okay. Um, He draws the symbol and then he circles above what you suspect are um the train tracks at the north part of town. And you would know that that's like a wooded area.
4: It's just woods. What is that?
2: Well, chances are there's some kind of... Hidden facility in the woods? Maybe? Maybe underground? Uh, and he will nod when you say hidden facility.
6: I have my eyes on the road. Can someone tell me what's
4: happening? Where am I going?
2: We have to go north of the train tracks to the woods, if we're... The, if that's true, and...
4: If we're gonna believe this.
2: we... Well, I, mean, I don't know if we have any other leads to get any kind of answers. I mean... Does anybody else have any ideas?
6: I don't think so. I'm really hoping they aren't cops since I just punched one in the face. But I guess this is the best that we can do. So I guess here we go. Keep an eye out for any more of those, you know,
4: weird people. Weird people.
2: I I feel like the only people we can really trust right now are the people in this car. And if we can hopefully find the real... Raven and Sylvester.
4: Yeah, how is that not them? Can we just talk about that real quick? How is that not them?
2: I mean, not going as far out as I normally do. They're maybe shape-shifters or pod people or body doubles or really good makeup.
6: That was better than good makeup. They looked like Raven. They looked like Sylvester.
0: Ricky? Do you know anything about this? Um, he looks to Corianne. He um he shrugs. You get the sense that he's looking to for some kind of uh approval from you.
4: Well, do you know anything about this? Like you should tell us.
0: You should write it to us. Um yeah, he uh he has the notebook in his hand. And uh, he writes down the word shifters. And then he uses the pen to point to himself as well. And he looks very, very guilty about this. <laughs>
1: oh my god, there are literally lizard people. Wally True was <laughs> right about fucking everything. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> So,
0: are you-
4: He wrote shifters, babe, he wrote shifters and pointed to himself. Wait, are you not the real Ricky Q?
0: Um, he looks like he thinks about that for a moment, but then shakes his head. Uh,
2: shakes his head, yes or no?
0: He, he said uh, no. Yeah, 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 shakes his head no.
2: He said
4: no. ends <laughs> like, officially freaking out. Is
2: there a real Ricky Q, or was it always part of a plan to, I don't know, make us subconsciously okay with... The presence through the music
6: Wally what does that even
0: mean
2: <laughs> it's a it's Wait, a fake operation <laughs>
0: uh, he <laughs> uh, he writes down um, I think Ricky is real or like thinks Ricky real well maybe he's with the others and we can save
6: the real Ricky Q2 not that I don't think that you're also mm, you know
2: it's fine Why are you helping us? He writes down, uh, save us. Save us? Are some of you shifters being forced into this too? Like, is this not, like, a massive plan that you all are enacting together?
0: Um, he writes down, um... Wally with uh, like two part questions. Um, (laughs) He writes down uh, not all of us,
4: but some of you. He wrote down not all of us. Corey Ann just reads to Babe. The entire time,
6: uh, foot on the gas pedal has just been getting heavier and heavier. Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. no, As she spends
4: more and more time looking in the (laughs) rearview mirror.
6: Everything is fine. We're white (laughs) people driving.
0: Um, as you are driving here, since you were um, since you were sort of nearby, you do you do reach the woods pretty quickly. It's basically just she'll throw it a park
6: and um, like whip back around and be like, okay, so are we walking? What kind of what
0: what sort of business are we? We have to find the others. So he writes down, can drive walk sneakier
2: is there a safe point we can drive to and then get closer uh yeah he'll nod at that alright just let us know when to stop then I guess uh he nods and uh
0: he points In a direction, and uh, you drive along, and you do see an opening in the woods that uh, seems like a car can fit through there, and also you see uh, fresh tire tracks in the grass.
4: Well, I guess that's a good sign if it's new tracks. Okay, well, if anything goes wrong, I guess meet out here
6: at the edge of the woods where these tracks are, because... Uh, we'll be on foot and it would probably be too far to tr- to try anywhere else so
2: so i don't think this is overly paranoid of me since there are shifters but we should come up with a code word so we know we're real
0: um he'll write down on the paper can't
4: well, speak. yeah
2: but you can if we ask you to write <laughs> it down then you know you'll be able to write it
4: the shifters can't speak.
2: Oh.
0: Can they? Uh, he shakes his head that the shifters can't speak. Oh, well, that's. That's why you're
2: writing. That's more convenient then.
0: He nods. How much can you shift? Um. Who has the shape shifting card? Corianne. Corianne. The one who asked the question. <laughs> yeah. Corianne, who does he shift into?
2: Um. Wally. Oh, geez. Oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> you see two Wallys in the back seat.
2: <laughs> My actual worst
1: fucking right there. <laughs> this one doesn't talk
0: about it.
4: Like,
3: but, like, how does the transformation happen? Yeah. Is it just like lights on, it, lights like, off? Animorph or is it Bobor? like.
1: Ew, yeah, is it icky? Yeah.
4: Does the clothes change or does the clothes stay the same?
0: Uh, the clothes do change. Ooh. Um. He. Uh. Yeah. So he shifts into this, and it's almost like, um, like uh, oh, I'm trying to think of a a good comparison. Yeah. It's kind of. I guess that the best one is the animorphs one. Uh. So you do see like like a second or two of weird in between, like Ricky and Wally, which like is kind of freaky to look at, and then uh, you see him shift into Wally. I don't like that. Oh, I might be sick. Oh. But it is an effect that you can like see. It's not just like instantaneous. It takes like like a second, long enough to
2: be like perceived. I would like to mark a condition. <laughs> <laughs> you take some psychic damage <laughs> from
0: that.
4: <laughs> um I look to babe. Can we use this? Like could he pretend to be a cop? I'm I'm sorry.
6: I was definitely thinking about how useful this would be as to me as a model, where I wouldn't have to speak, but I could look like literally anyone. Your idea is better though. So
0: he he starts to shake his head rapidly, and then like grabs her arm and is still shaking his head.
6: No, you don't want to look like one of them.
0: Um, he picks up the notebook again and uh, writes down "Lost myself."
6: Well, I mean that makes sense because those guys were assholes. Um, well, I'd say turn into Raven, but Raven, the real one's not going to keep quiet. That's how I knew that the last fake Raven wasn't real. You know, you're right, and I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't see that sooner. I'm not making the
4: same mistake twice. To be fair, she had a gag on.
2: Yeah, but we should have heard her trying to talk through it. <laughs> True. That's on us.
0: <laughs> okay, so, um... Who would you guys like Rick Q to change into? Again, uh, this is on Annie to, like, narrate, um, but anyone can, like, suggest how this moves, how this
1: moves forward. Anonymous, the opposite of that. Uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. My mother. Oh, Rebecca Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, shit. (laughs) Which one? I mean, why why wouldn't it be your mom? It makes sense to have an adult with us. I mean, with with y'all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he can be your mom. He can be Mothers Against Drunk Driving uh, adult Rebecca Smith. My mother hates her.
1: (laughs) Could be Principal Comer. Could be
0: Principal
4: No, he's a middle-aged man.
1: He actually has to be Principal Comer. Could he? We got to bring it back. It's Chekhov's Comer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's got to come back. Uh, uh,
1: Yeah, when you put a a Comer in the first act, you know he's got to come back.
2: Could he be like an animal?
1: Uh, he shakes his head at animal.
2: Nah. Fiona's like, we will get sued by Animorphs. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea will sue us for having
1: to draw another animal. <laughs> That's so That would be super funny,
0: though.
1: <laughs> oh, God, yeah, if he could turn into the fucking mascot. Slappy.
2: <laughs> oh, not that one. Not Slappy. Oh, my yeah. God.
4: Um, um Corianne's gonna look to Babe, like, who should he turn into if he won't turn into one of the cops? I don't think anybody else would be particularly helpful going in there.
6: Mm. Unless he's just a I random
4: adult.
6: My my brain wants to make him Fred Footballman, but I don't know that that makes any sense Ooh. either.
4: I mean, your brain's cracked and that's really funny. Fred Footballman. He's it, a big brawny man. It's happening now. <laughs> Why not have him turn into Fred?
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't have any better ideas. Fred is absolutely fine with me.
4: Or... Does he just say Ricky Q and act like he's bringing us in?
1: Would that work? I feel like they're hunting Ricky Q, so maybe having him turn into Ricky Q may not be That's true. the most mm. wise.
6: Turn him into Fred. No one's looking for him. That's
4: true. <laughs>
1: in any sense of the word. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Fred.
4: Yeah, so I guess he turns into a Fred Footballman.
0: Yeah. Uh, he... Uh, you see there, uh, Fred Footballman, uh, and he is in the back seat and cannot talk. And uh, do you guys start? Does he
4: really need to talk anyway?
0: <laughs> do you guys start to uh, wander through the woods after you take your car to uh, the drop-off point that he sort of um, tells you? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. It seems like a bad idea, I... but yeah. This is all a terrible yeah.
0: decision, but here we are.
4: Yeah. Um, Every piece he... of us.
0: Yeah, he, uh, so you guys drive up, uh, drop your car off, um, at somewhere that is, uh, that is, like, still, it's like a path, like, you're kind of surprised that you're able to take your car this, um, this deep into the woods, but through Ricky's, uh, Ricky's sort of silent direction, um, well, now Fred's, I guess, Fred's silent direction, you are able to, uh, navigate in these woods, and he tells you where to stop, and you begin to walk, um. It's maybe five or ten minutes later where there's a break in the trees and then a chain link fence and uh, you see beyond a facility that is not on any map or that any of you knew was there. Hello, listeners. I am, as always, your GM for this game, Fiona L.F. Kelly. In this season, we're playing Kids on Bikes. Kids on Bikes is a role-playing game about small towns and big adventures created by Jonathan Gilmore and Doug Lewandowski. We hope you've all been enjoying the story so far. If you'd like to, you can leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. Reviews help us immensely, so if you'd like to leave one, it's really appreciated. And if you're all caught up on this season, we have 10 others available for your listening pleasure. If teenage drama is your thing, our second season, Tainted Love, is a story of time-traveling Visigoths and mall-goths in a battle for their resident 1990s mall. It has plenty of uh, teenage drama, angst, and love triangles. So if you like that about this season, uh, you'll like that about that season as well. And speaking of this season, we're at the penultimate episode. We've had a ton of fun in hell, but our story is rapidly coming to a close. The next episode will be the last for this season, and then we're doing a special retrospective episode before getting into our next game. Uh, If you have any questions for us about this season, or the show in general, or any questions about the characters or anything, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or on our Discord, and we'll do our best to answer them on the show. We'll be recording that sometime the week of, like, April 16th, so get your questions in whenever you can. We'll have a firmer date in the next episode. Now let's talk about our players. First up, we have our newest player, Em, who plays Raven Crenshaw. This is Em's first time as a player on Fables Around the Table. She enjoys tabletop RPGs, being a dice goblin, and her cats. Em has been so much fun to play with, and you can find her on our Discord talking about her latest tabletop RPG adventure. Next up, we have Caitlin Camp, who plays Raven's sister, Babe. In addition to being on several seasons of this podcast, Caitlin has also been a guest on the podcast, The Tales of the Voidfarer, and you can similarly to Em find her on our discord talking about her cats and also bugs and plants next up is Annie Kimmel who plays Corianne Annie is an avid reader and runs the Instagram account two bookish babes with her friend Alyssa she has also been on several fable seasons including playing the sarcastic avian loving aunt Penny Rookwood in our first season curse And we have Roger Page. Roger is a regular Fables player and Twitch streamer. You can find him on Twitch by searching for Mr. Roger. That's M-I-S-T-E-R-R-O-D-G-E-R. Roger is also one of the hosts, the other host being me, on the Scooby-Doo podcast, Into the Scooby-Verse. You can check us out now wherever you get your podcasts. And last but not least, we have Cliff B. Cliff is a dear friend of the show and has been a player on many seasons. For instance, he played the super speedster from another timeline jackrabbit on our season, Super. And speaking of Super, Cliff is also the GM for a Masks actual play podcast that takes inspiration from Super, but explores what's going on in Halcyon City 10 years in the future. You can check out Cape Chronicles wherever you get your podcasts. That one also has lots of teenage drama, if you like that. Additionally, Cliff is one half of the nerdcore rap duo 2D6. Check them out wherever you get your music and follow them on social media to find out more about their upcoming albums and shows additionally we have some people behind the scenes who've been a huge help in making the season come to fruition first up we have tom goldthwaite if you're a long time fables listener you probably have heard of tom tom has helped us here and there with a story and also created uh ricky q's original song moon over the lake Next up is Chelsea Rexinger. We're doing things a bit differently this season, having Chelsea take on the lion's share of editing, which is a huge project in and of itself. Again, if you're a Fables listener, you'll know who Chelsea is. She's been on the mic and helping out behind the scenes in various capacities over the course of the show, including creating a ton of the artwork we use, editing the episodes, jamming, and being a player. Chelsea is also a candle maker. To check out her tabletop RPG-inspired candles, head on over to etsy.com shop slash plot kindling candles. And we have Nick Urosiva. Nick is an active part of Fables and the Project Derailed Network in general. When I knew I wanted to do a sci-fi adjacent adventure story, I knew I had to bring Nick on as a producer to help me out here. Nick is the GM of the any-nominated Spelljammer-inspired 5th edition actual play podcast Tales of the Voidfarer. You can check that out wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show and want to learn more, you can head on over to projecterail.com. There you'll find links to our Discord, Patreon, and merch, as well as information about the other shows on our network. We hope you've enjoyed listening, and we'll see you all back in hell. so uh yeah so you all are at the facility Um, there's a chain link fence in front of you but we're going to move back to the people inside for a moment so Ricky Q after writing break on um on the two way mirror um he stands in the corner and the two uh not cops come back in and uh and they sit back down and they say, Are you starting to see how this all works? Do they seem like they see him? Um, do, do they seem like they see him?
1: Yeah. Like they know he is here.
0: Um huh, I, so they're not like directly interacting with him. Um, you can see Ricky reflected in the mirror. You do both see Ricky and they're not like not reacting to him. That's an interesting question. <laughs>
1: Wait, wait wait so he okay okay sorry i'm wrapping <laughs> my mind around like i feel like i misread <laughs> what he was doing here he's he seems like he is he seems he like is, he is
0: corporeal and real i I was not trying to like imply that he was not um, okay no
1: you're good, you're good you're good i just for some reason i got in my head like oh he's here to break us out but in reality no
0: <clears throat> oh yeah no, you, you see, um, yeah, let's say as they walk in, uh, they nod at Ricky Q to make it clear that he is, like, not a figment of your imagination. Um, but he writes a uh, break on the two-way mirror and uh, stands to the side. The two cops walk in and uh, sit down across from you and say, so are you starting to see now how this is going to
1: work? I don't even think I'm looking at them. I'm still just staring at this fucking fake-ass pop star, bitch-ass motherfucker. And I think Raven just, like, says, like, are you fucking kidding me? You rat bastard? Did you do that? What the fuck? You're not Ricky Q. This guy's not Ricky Q. Help! 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 We've been kidnapped by conspiracy theorists! Help! And she's, like, struggling in her chair and, like, probably knocks herself over.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you uh, knock yourself over in your chair, um, and you're still uh, screaming on the floor. And the one leans across the table and looks down at you and says, And pretty soon, you're not going to be yourself either.
1: (gasps) I spit in his face. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. But I miss him, and so I do. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) I hit the back of fucking Sylvester's head the first Uh, time.
0: You're just like wildly spraying.
3: Sylvester has just had an entire roller coaster of emotions in the past (laughs) five seconds. With having Raven immediately start talking and he's like, Okay, great. So you see him get like like just really <laughs> bright seeing this, like, oh like awesome, and then starts screaming again and he's like, Oh yeah, we're mad at them. And then, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and then he's like wiping off the tears from his face and he's like, Yeah <laughs> and then and then Raven gets really worked up, falls over, it spits on him. And you just see him, like, wiping it off of the back of his hair and looking at his hand in horror.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the other one, upon seeing this two attempts at spitting, sort of laughs. Um, But the one who is standing over you puts a hand up to get him to uh, shut up. And he says, uh, we run this facility. We take people like you, whom no one will care about if they go missing. And then we use them for our purposes.
1: Oh, my God. I was going to interrupt him, but I, like, literally jaw dropped. What the fuck? What are your purposes? Yeah, Uh, what the uh, fuck? Wait, You can't keep us here. It's illegal. Miranda writes. This is horseshit. This is fucking bull.
3: Also, sorry, do you have, like, some hand sanitizer or something? Like, um...
1: Sylvester, shut up. These are, like, FBI secret agent cop shits. They don't care. What the fuck? I turn back to Ricky Q. Who the fuck are you actually? What are you?
0: It doesn't matter who he is. He doesn't even know who he is anymore. And soon enough, you won't either.
3: I already don't know who I
1: am anymore. Is he close enough to me that I could like kick his foot? Try to trip him?
0: Um, He's leaning across a table from you. So you would have to like get under the table and then kick him
1: oh shit actually sure i mean i fucking we're handcuffed right yeah you're you're handcuffed to the chair so the chair would have to go with you oh yeah i mean i'm on the i'm on the floor the chair is like with me on the floor can i just like kick my feet up and try to like lift the table so it smacks into his face um yeah give me a bronze roll for that Why do I constantly try to do this shit? We've been over this. I'm gonna say
0: that that's like a 10 difficulty.
1: Yeah, that's fair. You can make it higher, and I'd say that's fair too. Uh, it's stupid. That's a 20 difficulty. Why do I just grab a D20? Why do I grab a D20? Like my fucking. Actually, my bronze not that bad. I forgot. Yeah, Raven's spunky. Uh, oh shit,
3: that's a 10. Ooh, Ooh you do
0: it. Um, yeah, you managed to, uh, kick the table up and it does sort of smack into him as he's like leaning over and you managed to give him a bloody nose. And the other
1: one is laughing again at him. <laughs> Wait, is this, these are the same two that arrested us, right? Yes. Yes. Is the one that I just hit the one that I kicked in the crotch really hard too?
0: Uh, yeah. Perfect. He does not like you. Good. <laughs> Um, he is going to go over and, uh, sort of take you by the collar and have you, um, like as his nose is bleeding, sort of like, uh, get you up kind of at an angle. And he's like, and he's like, listen here, you little shit. The more you fight, the
1: harder this is going to be.
0: And we're going to get our way in the end. I just like grin
1: up at him and I say, good. And then I spit one last time, finally fucking hitting him right in the eye. (laughs) yeah
0: yeah his bloody nose is dripping down onto you but you have this sort of like unhinged grin that I always imagine Raven with yeah (laughs) and manage to hit him in the eye again and that probably makes him drop you which might hurt a little but you're probably satisfied (laughs) it's a moral victory (laughs) uh Sylvester what are you doing during all this
3: Um Sylvester after asking for the hand sanitizer and not having anybody respond to it <laughs> he's now just <laughs> smushing his hand on the interrogation table and as that whole exchange is happening there with Raven is is actually like emboldened I think by this spit on the face mm-hmm. and and I think he actually like after Uh, Raven gets dropped or whatever. This is like, um, well, like, what is, stop speaking at all these riddles and just tell me what's going on and just, why are we here?
0: And uh, he, uh, the other one looks at you and says, uh, sure, you've earned it at this point and it's not going to matter soon anyway. We take people like you people that no one will miss it's just the things that happen in small towns like these people just go missing sometimes and they're never found and no one ever figures out what happens to them and then we break them and we make sure that they don't even want to be themselves anymore at that point it unlocks something in them and they can become anyone and this place there's something special about this place you should be glad that you grew up here This place allows us to give people the ability to shift into whatever they want, whoever they want to be. And once that's unlocked in their brain, they can do special things that no one else can do. No one knows about this, but it's such a powerful tool. I mean, we could topple governments with this. We could do whatever we want. So that's what this little operation is. We take people and we give them the ability to become other people and to read their thoughts and to send messages, and that keeps us in control of things.
3: Okay, so like first off, the fact that you said that no one would know that we were gone, highly doubt that. Because I I don't like talking about this. But my dad kind of owns a dealership, oh my God, I fucking forgot about that. and so we're kind of a big deal here. And you know, and I also am kind of a big deal, you know. Like, I, I like I don't like talking about it all the time, but like. I'm kind of a an math and you know, the, the team would definitely know I was gone, you know. Um, and you know, I, I just it's 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 really actually offensive that you said that nobody would notice that I was gone, so everyone would know, right? And he kind of looks over at Raven.
1: Uh, she's just looking at him with like this look of pride, of like. I don't know. Not even like a friend fondness. More like a like a mom who like their kid finally stood up to the bully at school, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it did. So it's like you know. And after that, he's just like you know. Uh, yeah. See, everyone would know that I was. Go- I mean, they're probably on their way here right now, for all we know.
0: Hmm. Good for you then. And we are going to cut back to the group outside of the fence. Guys,
1: please um, save us. We're such <laughs> idiots. We'll never get out of here. Can I just say, every time
4: Ray says um, Miranda writes, it's like such a Karen move. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda rights!
0: Miranda rights! You can't do this. Ricky takes you all to a weak point in the fence, and uh, he, in the notebook that he still has, um, will write down, um, think I can get us inside.
2: Uh, yeah, go for it, bud.
0: Um, okay, so who has the best? Let's see. Well, who wants to um, lead this little operation? If you guys like want to argue brains or flight, um, for how you get inside, who who wants to uh, make that role for me? Uh...
6: How are we feeling about brains?
2: I feel pretty good about yeah. brains because
0: I
4: did allow it. Baby, so... smart. I feel Baby okay smart. with brains. Don't let Wally succeed. I'm, like, super good at flight, though.
0: Right. Same. Yeah. I know that when you guys were when you guys were sneaking out, I did let uh, Wally make a brains roll to get you guys away from the cops. So Wally does have um, history doing this. Um, Corianne has dealt with them in sort of vaguely hand-to-hand combat. On a on a D
6: four to a D twenty scale,
0: where are we sitting on
6: brains?
2: (laughs) I am a thick boy.
4: A twelve.
2: I'm I'm the twenty on that scale.
0: And uh, Ricky also has a D twenty brains, which yeah, it would make
2: sense for. Yo, what the fuck? I'm much better at since Ricky's been here before. It would make sense for Babe to use the Mm -hmm. uh, very intelligent feature of Ricky
4: i i agree because yeah. he knows where he's going sounds okay. good to me
0: yeah and uh yeah and that'll make it a little bit easier since he's been here before um so let's make that hmm let's make that an eight then Oh my,
6: my clicker thingies are now working <laughs>
1: you're not using physical dice don't at me <laughs> between this and finding out that you haven't watched Top Gun this oh is one gosh. of the hardest then, days we'll ever have in our friendships.
6: then give me a second okay?
1: Are you going to go watch Top Gun? no
3: <laughs> Every, everyone can mark a Top Gun reference oh off your finger God.
1: <laughs> if I convince one person to fucking watch Top yeah. Gun who's listening to this then it's all worth it uh, it's a it's a
0: 7 Oh, ooh fudge! So you didn't fail by much, uh, so you all do in fact manage to um traverse from the broken link in the fence uh Ricky, he seems to know where like the guards are stationed and stuff um you managed to get past all of that, and you even managed to get inside the building um he know- he knows like a basement window that is uh. That happens to be like unlocked, and uh, you all get down there. But as you all are coming in, um, you see a guard, um, like as you turn the corner in a hallway as you're trying to like get through the facility, who um appears to be drinking a cup of coffee, maybe not where he's like actually supposed to be, and he does a double take when he sees all of you, and he says, "Hey." Who, are you supposed to be here? Who are
6: you? Um, babe's gonna snatch the notebook from whoever has it.
2: Uh,
4: I think it's uh, Ricky. Ricky's pretty much yeah. carrying it,
6: and she'll just write um, without saying anything. Mm, looking for coffee.
1: Hell yeah, Babe's smart as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>.
0: <laughs> he says. You know you're not supposed to be out of your rooms, not after the last containment breach, uh, but give me a charm roll.
6: Where my charm? Ooh.
0: Come on, babe. And uh, I'll say that that is going to be a 10 difficulty, because you're really not supposed to be doing this. Ooh, I rolled a 14. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. She like bats arise. eyes please he uh he rolls his eyes and he's like all right but then straight back to your rooms and um he's not let's say he's not far from the guard station like their little like break room um so he goes in and uh pours a couple like coffees into go cups and gives them to you all (laughs) and uh he's like back to your rooms and points
1: in a direction I fucking wonder somebody broke out of this facility. These guards <laughs> suck ass. So, Fiona,
2: paint me a picture of what this guard looks like and specifically things he's carrying on.
0: Uh, sure. Um. So he's not dressed. So he's like... He's dressed in, like, some tactical gear. Like, he doesn't look like he's, like, full army guy. Um, But let's say he has, like, on a bulletproof vest, has a gun holstered at his hip. Um, But underneath that, he's wearing, like, um, trousers that are, like, certainly dress pants, but looks like he could probably run in them. And then, like, a button-up shirt. Think, like, uh, what Elliot Stabler wears on, like, Law & Order SVU. That's, like, what he's wearing. Fiona what I, just, I, I dare I love you that we're fleshing out.
1: I love that we're fleshing out like the shit that you know and don't know like don't know what beer pong is don't know anything about football know specifically what a main character in Law & Order SVU was. listen
0: I have seen every single episode of Law & Order SVU through the year 2010 at least twice oh my fucking Jesus Christ this is what I was doing instead of going to parties <laughs> or football games <laughs> or football games well no I've been a lot of football the game. So I was in the marching van. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, <laughs> God, Yoda. <laughs> they told us to play sometimes. I don't know. It seemed like there was good stuff that happened occasionally.
2: <laughs> well, I, I ask this information because Wally would mm-hmm. like to toss the hot coffee into this guard's eyes and trip oh, him gosh. to kind of like put him in a position to be disoriented, off his feet, maybe get lucky and knock him out, and then... And you had to know what he was wearing. (laughs) 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 Yes, because I wanted to see what I could pilfer and pick off of him afterwards.
1: Mm. Jesus Christ, Cliff, I'm so proud of you. That is going to be
0: a fight roll? And, uh, yeah. So he's, you guys are going to make opposing, um, fight rolls, and, uh, yeah, we're going to say so this guy is a guard. Um we're going to say his fight is AD12. Ooh, what'd you get?
2: I got a 6. I got a 4. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Um so yeah, tell us what happens.
2: Yeah, so I feel like I am basically I've thrown this coffee into his eyes to blind him mm-hmm. so he can't see. As I go and just tackle him to the ground and kind of like wrestle around and fight with him a bit until I can like get his arms behind him and put him in his own handcuffs. Mm hmm. And he's gotta be wearing some stupid tie along with that, right?
0: Oh, for sure, 100%. I am
2: stuffing the tie into his mouth so Ooh, yeah. he can't yell out for yeah. help.
1: Yeah. I don't like that Wally is probably practiced at some degree of this. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like the implication, because I feel like he's done this before. Well,
0: yeah, with all the houses he breaks and enters into. <laughs> yeah, with all the home
1: invasions that he commits.
0: <laughs> he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I saw a drawing outside. <laughs> oh <laughs> my
3: god!
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I talked to your little <laughs> child who told me that you'd be home tonight. I talked to your three-year-old. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, I think I take off the bulletproof Vesta from him, Mm -hmm. I take the gun, Mm -hmm. I search him, does he have, like, any kind of keys or anything on him?
0: Yeah, he has a big, jangly thing of keys.
2: Taking that. Uh, Alright. And is there, like, any kind of, like, utility closet or anything nearby?
0: Um, so there's the break room that's by him, um, that you know of, uh, a lot of the doors are, like, closed. Um, if you would like to investigate the break room, maybe there's, like, a supply closet or something in there. Um, yeah, let's say that that's why they keep the cleaning supplies in a little closet in the break room.
2: I stuff him in there. All right. And, um, I want to give the bulletproof vest, I think, to Corianne. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh... I plan on keeping the gun. Nope, don't Mm -hmm. like that. Good and safe, I like it. (laughs) Keep it with the most
1: stable person in the group. Babe. (laughs) No. (laughs) No.
2: I I think, I don't know, I'll give the keys to Babe, I guess.
6: She will promptly tuck them between her boobs. Fantastic. (laughs) The best
4: hiding spot in any adventure.
2: Wally's cheeks get a little red and says, okay, uh, I guess let's go find our friends and family. Fred football player
1: nods. (laughs) 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 I forgot in the last five minutes Fred football player.
0: Corianne
4: is just a little bit stunned and being, is like, um, okay. Yeah. She's going to look at Fred and be like, where would they keep them?
0: Um, he is going to think for a second, um, babe being able to, um, so to clarify with the telepathically send messages, I was kind of thinking it like, I was imagining it as kind of like a brain connect kind of thing. Um, is there anyone you would like to reach out to?
1: as Ricky Q. Keep in mind, he's madly in love with Raven. <laughs> he is in love <laughs> with Raven. Bafflingly. I mean, I think Babe
6: would, like, aim for Raven out of anyone. Um, mm-hmm. Like Sylvester and her, or friends, but, Raven is her sister. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So, um, when Ricky Q sort of, uh, reaches out to Raven, uh, what does he say, Babe? What what message or like thought or feeling ends up in her mind?
6: Impulse just wants to say where y'all at <laughs> but um <laughs> I think just
4: what about like reassurance that we're coming?
6: Yeah, we're here. I don't know. Just help is on the way.
0: Um, does he ask like where they are? Um well I cannot well, if he's telepathically connecting with them, I I would in my mind how this works um i would say that he gets like a sense of where they are within the facility um but yeah he sends raven um this reassuring uh this reassuring message that help is on the way
1: hey fiona just a really fun little question for you usually yes. when we talk about like telepathy and sending messages you like hear someone's voice in your head do i hear fucking fred <laughs> voice? In my please head?
4: say yes <laughs> oh god <laughs> yes please. or do
1: i hear shape changerman's voice oh gosh
4: fuck that's a great
1: question
4: go x-men and they get the voice
1: hey raven it's me like we're we're totally on the way bro
0: <laughs> you hear a voice you have never heard before it's saying help is on the way what
1: does it sound like
0: um it sounds like uh it's a it's it's a deep voice it sounds like someone who is definitely not a child maybe like a maybe like a teenager um the voice somehow sounds familiar to you but you can't place where you should make it like a
4: patchwork through a radio because that's how he was communicating
0: oh yeah that's cool yeah 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 it sounds like a yeah it's your
1: ghost boyfriend, <laughs> and I feel bad about the messages that I sent Fiona and Chelsea earlier today <laughs> uh, okay cool
0: um, so yeah, you get that uh right after you just uh, spit in this guy's this guy's eye um he you know dropped you back on the floor. you probably hit kind of hard, but then you hear that and It sounds like reassuring, whatever this was in your head just now, Um, but all of you in the other group begin to head up to um, the interrogation room. But While that is happening, um, Ricky Q makes eye contact with Sylvester.
3: Sylvester, um, while still talking about how everyone will miss him, (laughs) just like, and actually, I'm really popular, and I'm not- (laughs) Unpopular at school at all, <laughs> immediately closes his eyes as he sees Ricky looking over at him, and just like, hmm. and he's like, and I'm super duper popular, and everybody likes me at school, and so everybody's gonna know they're all right here, right outside the room. I already know that they're already coming, like, it's gonna be a whole thing, and so you know, you guys can't stop people from caring about me, you know, I, everyone's coming here for me you know and he's still just like closing his eyes like super tight
0: <laughs> um give me a so if you would like to give me a brains roll difficulty 15 or you can just let this happen if you want
3: nope i'm going to roll that brains roll all right um, oh hold on okay yeah, oh gosh <laughs> oh no, don't say that don't no. say that <laughs> Um, why have a D twenty if I roll it two? <laughs> oh no,
0: that's a really bad <laughs> fail. That's a that is a fail by more than ten. So you shut your eyes, like, like, um, no, you can't stop people from caring about me. But then you are plunged into a memory. Um, what memory is that that makes you feel like you wouldn't want to? Um, like, like, what traumatic memory sure. is this?
3: It actually is a memory of being bullied at school actually oh, um and baby. so theres a um there is there's a uh, a moment where Sylvester is um at his locker at school um and he's uh just kind of going about putting his things in his locker. Um, something to that effect and, um, really just kind of minding his own business, having a pretty good day actually. And, um, he has a student walk by, um, and he doesn't see them there, but they push him into his locker and, um, say, that's for your dad stealing from my family, you little punk and pushes him into the locker And Sylvester's, um, completely caught off guard and smacks his forehead off of his locker and, uh, immediately has a cut on his forehead and starts bleeding, um, and he's very, um, just surprised by this and then a crowd quickly forms and then there's chanting and all of these things of people saying that your family is stealing from us here in the town that they run this car dealership and all of these things that um they are basically uh selling everybody shitty cars and and that um they're robbing people that way essentially and so um is uh naughty a good scene and so I think I think you just from the outside are seeing um Sylvester um like rubbing his forehead and yeah it's 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 just that it's, he's in the sunken place rubbing his forehead essentially
1: no I feel bad <laughs> hey Fiona um, why the fuck did you make our characters so sad? yeah that's
0: a good <laughs> question um but the but the memory does in <laughs> fact start again. Um, it's almost like it goes, like sort of like in reverse, and then starts like once again with your head, like you know, bouncing off the locker. Uh, you feel the blood start to come down again, um, and you keep reliving that. Um, and eventually, you do open your eyes and uh, and see that you are back in the interrogation room.
1: When you come back to consciousness, Raven is just shouting at the the ricky hugh in the corner like stop it knock it off we didn't actually do anything we don't know anything just leave us alone
0: um and i think that this is a good time to rejoin the groups um so who would like to say how you come bursting in the door and what you are attempting to do here carrying our cups of coffee carrying three cups of coffee because one of them was three cups of
2: coffee and a gun the episode title yeah
0: Uh,
6: I do kind of love that I'd like to think that if I I may, babe's just gonna knock on the door oh my god
0: Uh, they look kind of surprised and uh, the one who just dropped Raven is like like he seems like sort of aghast, and like looks at the um not Ricky Cube but the other fake cop, and is like, "Did you call someone? Who the fuck is that?" Uh, you know what? I don't even care. Just go fucking check on it and deal with it. And uh, the other one um goes to the door. Uh, his trench coat is like pulled back a little bit, and you do see that he has his uh hand resting on a holstered gun,
1: and opens the door. Shoot him, Wally. you know you want to
6: I think in my mind the way that this is this would play out um, babe has like gestured the others to like either side of the door and she's just standing in front of it like one hand on her hip and one hand with her coffee cup just like waiting and when the door opens she just goes I think you've got somebody that I'm missing is that all that she does? <laughs> and then I think she's going to take a leaf out of Wally's book and throw that coffee right in their faces. <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah!
0: Um, so this is going to start a physical encounter. Um, I will let the person who feels the best about being the one to do this uh, be the one to make the roll. Um. But Babe is the one who started it, so if Babe wants to be the one to make a fight roll, um, that is also acceptable. I'm going to say that uh, this guy, he probably has like a, uh, let's call this a D10 fight.
2: Babe, if you want to go in it, uh, fine. I am, um, on a scale of D4 to D20, I have a D12 fight.
6: I, and I think that Babe largely serves as a distraction, Mm-hmm. um in terms of like she'll start the fight but she's there to be like the person you're looking at and not the person yeah. who is immediately acting so if either like wally or perhaps fred footballer mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ricky Q laughs> would like to to step in here i think that would be ideal over like she's got yeah. some f- she's got the same amount of fight here as our guy but um it might be better if she is not the person immediately going forward yeah. first,
0: um because babe did uh throw a coffee in his face, and I do really like that. I'm actually gonna bump that guy down to a d eight
2: uh but yeah, unless anyone has any things, I will happily roll
0: get him
4: okay, yeah, go for it versus
1: Ooh. what'd you get? oh no. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna get shot and your character's gonna die like we predicted, <laughs>
2: Wally got a two. Wally, Ooh, you know what
0: though? Um, I got a one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is so. Tell us how this extremely fucky fight happens.
2: You're <laughs> doing
3: amazing at rolling right now.
2: This is a B movie. So. I think what happens is Wally goes to tackle this guy as well. The other guy, the the guy I'm tackling, he's already got his hand on his gun. And I think he was pulling it out Mm -hmm. just as babe through the coffee. Mm -hmm. And so the force of it knocks the gun out into the hallway with the rest of our group. Mm -hmm. And I think like I come up with a knee on the first guard's throat pointing the gun, my gun, at the second guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of holding him there and say, make one fucking move and I'll shoot. And... (laughs) Action movie
0: star Wally.
1: (laughs) 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 This is just Wally's retribution against the
2: big government for fucking over everybody. Oh, yeah,
0: he's been dreaming about this day for a long time.
3: It's It's Wally's time. Yeah,
0: very
2: Mm -hmm. literally. And I think I'm just holding them down, letting babe have the chance to like come in and like unhandcuff uh raven and sylvester from their bondings
0: yeah uh so the guy that wally is uh kneeling on um you're able to snag the handcuff keys and then go over and uh you're bloodied but not her blood (laughs) sister you're able to free and uh, you're able to free uh somewhat hysterical sylvester as well
6: before she does that i think she's gonna be like quick say something to both of them
1: oh my
3: god <laughs> it took you so long what the fuck get me out of these stupid okay, handcuffs it's, yeah it's her i told you they would be coming for me see i told you i told you and he's still like rubbing his head
0: no yeah. Uh so you have uh, so you're holding hostage um fake Ricky Q and uh the other guard and the so you you have the one like did you say you knocked him
2: out or just that you're sort of Oh, he he may or may not be knocked out but my my knee is like on his chest not quite like on his neck. Uh-huh. But I am holding him down with like my Likely hundred and twenty pound body. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah, and you also have a gun, so he doesn't really want to uh, want to fight this super hard. Um, yeah, so uh, Babe is able to pull uh, to pull um, Raven and Sylvester onto uh, your guys's side of the room towards the doorway. And what do you do?
3: Is the is the Ricky that was in the room still there?
0: Yeah, he's still there.
3: Uh, he's not I've... doing anything.
0: Well, he doesn't have like a gun or anything, and then and Wally is threatening everyone in the room. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay.
3: Uh I'm I'm just going to like look back at him and say like you don't have to do this. You know, you could just like leave.
0: Um he looks like he is sort of fuming a little bit and uh he's going to try to get into Wally's mind. Yeah. So Wally, make me a
2: a brains roll please. Let's say that it's a 15 again. Um, I would like to ask, mm-hmm. having Rebellious that gives plus three to all roles resisting persuasion from adults, would this apply here, or is this different because it's telepathic stuff?
0: Let's have it apply. I like that.
2: All right. That means I got a 21. Hell
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. You still, uh, yeah. Fucking action hero yeah, Wally just. D- Do you Arnold know if I'm fr- here. Yeah. He looks, uh, Ricky Q looks sort of shocked and like uh, takes a step back while he's doing that. Um, also, uh, Raven and Sylvester, Fred Footballman is with these guys for some reason. You don't really know why.
1: <laughs> yeah. Truly, while this is going on, I like point to him and say, "Like, What the fuck are you doing here?
0: Um he... <laughs> he uh he points to his throat.
2: I think seeing Raven, he's also got doe eyes activating my uh, in love yeah. with a character.
0: Yeah, Fred Footballman. Disgusting. he like points to his throat and then um he's looking at you know, looking at you with doe eyes and Cliff, I will let you decide if this happens or not, but I think he like also embraces her. Because,
2: I mean, he was,
0: he was worried and she's like covered in blood and shit now. He can
2: take that action absolutely. Uh, whatever happens to him is his own fault, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fred Footballman goes in and uh, gives you a big hug and holds you close.
1: <laughs> yeah, Raven just mouths that uh, babe over his shoulder.
3: What's So, Fiona, I'm actually going to spend two adversity tokens to have a small bottle of hand sanitizer on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to pull the hand sanitizer out of my pocket, and so as this embrace is happening, I'm going to be like rubbing the hand sanitizer on my hands, and I'm just raising my eyebrows, just what the what? What's going on? Corian's yeah. going
4: to be like, guys, we should really leave, as she's like got a ginormous like vest on.
3: <laughs> Sylvester's also just going <laughs> to offer everybody sanitizer. <laughs>
0: And right when Corianne says that in Sylvester oh is God. offering everyone hand sanitizer, um, you see red lights begin to flash in the hallways, and uh, you hear a voice coming over the loudspeakers, containment breach, containment breach, all guards on deck, and that is where we will end it for now.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God. With all of you
0: together. And then um, our next session will be the last one. You guys oh, will be uh, oh. hopefully escaping or dying or doing whatever you want to do. Wow. I don't
3: want to die. Totally one
1: of those two. No, she's right. We should hopefully yeah. die. It would, <laughs> it,
3: would, it would be really sad if Sylvester died after all that. Uh,
1: yeah. Sylvester can't die. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but in our- Fiona, why would you kill Sylvester?
3: Yeah, why would I kill Sylvester? <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, Fiona, why would you kill Flester? um But
0: in our last couple minutes here, um, so uh does anyone have anything that they would like to uh change on their sheet before going into the last session? While I'm looking at the So button. Go ahead.
2: Are we allowed to add strengths as well as uh flaws?
0: Um I think so, but let me double
2: check.
4: Heroic. <laughs> I mean, it would like legitimately
0: make a ton of sense. No, I
2: I was thinking of adding heroic, which that you don't need to uh, need GM's permission to spend adversity tokens to ignore fears.
4: Roger should definitely have prepared so he can always have hand sanitizer. One hundred percent.
3: Oh, that's I definitely have prepared. That's why I had it. I was like, yeah.
4: <laughs> If
6: we do get to add strengths, then Roger should get to add treasure hunter. Yeah. So that one's you can spend one adversity token to find a useful item on your surround.
0: Yeah, you can you can add strengths. So I think that, that makes a ton of sense. Okay,
2: cool. And oh. it didn't exactly go where I was thinking he would go, so I don't know that I had the flaws that I was going to they expect to add today. Uh,
3: I was going to, I was going to remove one of my flaws, but narratively it did not go where I thought it was going to go. The memory went and screwed all that up.
0: Nope.
1: Oh. Yep. Sorry.
3: I was gonna You're remove getting... insecure.
1: Well, you got a bad memory, and then you got cucked by. Your... I did. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: did. I was like, I'm about to build confidence. Nope. Oh, Lose it.
1: <laughs> what a rough day for Silly Sal!
4: I know we like described Wally doing everything like very um, action movie, but like I pictured it in the most clumsy way possible. A one hundred percent. He did yeah. everything as most clumsy. <laughs> like, not sure how this
2: works. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can definitely see adding clumsy onto it because it's all very impulse and not like, yeah, he's not had mm-hmm. any real training in any of this.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. Strengths and flaws can just be like words, right? <laughs> they don't mm-hmm. have to be off the list. I'm a hundred percent adding insecure for Raven Aww. for so many reasons,
0: baby. This is the worst part of GMing like, is like, I love the character so much I start to feel like guilty when I make bad no, things what the happen. fuck?
1: Oh my God, Fiona, when I GM, I relish in harming the people that I love.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I also forgot punches. to mention that the student that pushed Sylvester into the locker was named Fiona.
2: <laughs> oh oh no. Fiona, how oh. could you do this? It was me.
0: I was the bad guy all along. I
2: <laughs> uh, can't believe you'd bully Sylvester specifically. Yeah. I think I'm gonna also add reckless to my flaws.
0: Yeah, that's. <laughs> Robali has been pretty reckless. That is totally this game. tracks. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else anyone wanted to add, or take away, um, or you know?
4: I think I'm gonna add, um, like, jumpy. Like she's a little bit more on edge about people being around her at this point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's totally fair. Oh, I'm going to add to um to Raven's strengths very kissable by many boys. <laughs> <laughs> real He's going
6: to be real mad <laughs> you get
2: about that token real. whenever you have to choose what boy to kiss.
0: Oh
6: my god, oh my god. so hard. Just swimming in them. Your babe thought it was gonna be her. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Raven is like uh like Mabel from Gravity Falls, just like new
1: boyfriend every episode.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Would Babe still be jealous of Raven knowing that it's not actually Ricky Q? Oh, but it is a guy who can he can shape shift into Ricky Q whenever he wants. Maybe that's the important part.
6: I think Babe is actually not that like initially jealous, yes. But um once again, babe is very uh motivated towards her goal of being a model and just because she is not dating ricky q does not mean that her goal has been waylaid so if anyone else is gonna do it it has to be you or yeah, no one that's else sure
1: it needs to be somebody at least related to you <laughs> christ teenagers are
4: bad I think I'm also going to actually add lucky to Corianne's strengths because I feel like she's just gotten very mm. lucky throughout this whole thing.
0: I like it, um, and I think with that, we will uh, see what happens in our
1: final episode. Ooh. Does Wally kill a man yeah. in cold blood?
2: Find out next time. No,
1: what the <laughs> fuck? Cliff, all of your characters have been killing people lately. Stop it. <laughs>
2: Why do you want to be a hero? Yeah, she's gonna
0: sort of, like, uh, drop down out of the sky and try to kick him, like, you know, square in the
1: chest.
6: Look, I don't know what you're fucking trying to do here, but I don't make deals with enemies who put grenades in a box like they're the $5 movie bin.
3: Release, Miss Terry. Or you all will be the ones that are extinct. I don't know if I can have an honest conversation with Royale as a corgi.
5: You're right, it's fucking not
0: funny.
3: I mean, literally no one would find this funny. Remix, use the dragon filter, that would make it funny. It's just like man standing emoji.
0: Just T-posing in the corner.
1: (laughs) Who is your contact? Benchmark.
2: Who? Hey, I just need Buzznest for like one minute. And then you guys can go back to whatever you were doing. Check out season two of Cape Chronicles starting Wednesday, October 5th, every first and third Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. File folders contain
5: important information.
2: Didn't know at all the people. That was crazy. Holy
5: fuck, Mike Mitchell. Well, I, I I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies. Justin McElroy, grab your tongue, grab your tongue, and I want you to say, Our born tongue. on a pirate ship. Bum well, a You were born on a pile of shit and many more. So check it out. But also, if you don't like bare naked ladies, we talk about them. Probably like a third of the time. So uh, yes. That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. Back on Twirl, I was a nobody. I got teleported out here, and here I'm something. I'm somebody. The Voidfarer begins maneuvering towards this 200-meter-long space whale. The handle it, grit? Is that something you have? I'm a tiny little guy. Of course I got grit. If
0: you tried anything, it would end very poorly for you.
5: This elithid dreadnought warps away, accelerating to spell jamming speed as quickly as they arrive. Who the fuck... What am I trying to say here, Ravnus? That we're crew. I like that. We're crew. That is a natural one. You send yourself sailing out the side of the ship, untethered. Oh, okay. I'm putting a python into the ground. I'm wrapping my rope around it, and I'm jumping into the gravity well. No. A gnome, a halfling, and a half-orc walk into a bar. I forget the middle part, but the punchline is feathers everywhere, and that's not my peanut butter. I cast Dasha city's laughter. <laughs> Climb aboard for Tales of the Voidfarer, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, my consequences have actions. Wait, <laughs> wait, <laughs> Other wait. Way around. wait. ProjectDerail.com